Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite Lorecast on the Citadel. Welcome to the Mass Effect Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the vast universe of lore behind the Mass Effect games. We'll talk about all the details you may have missed, ask the hard questions, and more. Welcome back, Spectres. This is the Mass Effect Lorecast, and I'm your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here with my good buddy sam and seven the legend how's it going man how you doing i'm doing well uh so i was just uh streaming another game raft don't know if you've heard of it yeah uh, but, yeah, yeah yeah um yeah i haven't tried it out before but it, 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 i saw part of your stream it looked like it's it's a fun game yeah very think. graphics very similar to um to uh sea of thieves yeah it's got kind of that simplistic stylized almost cell shaded kind of quality to it yeah 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 like very uh, cartoony but man i speaking of see if these actually play that with my son today and man that game the graphics in that are just beautiful it's just an amazing game but um but anyway we're here to talk about mass effect which for its time had some great graphics and it was you know it's been a year now since legendary edition came came out and they really re-upped those graphics a bit but uh that's not the t- the topic today last time we were talking about a uh a very interesting character, Admiral Stephen Hackett, and we have some more to discuss. This is going to be Admiral Stephen Hackett part two, because, uh, and I know you and I have talked about this before, but Sam, you've got, you got some theories about this uh, close relationship he's got going with Shepard. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, uh, last time when we left off the last episode, I realized after the fact that my tease for this episode last week insinuated that we were going to talk about a Hackett and Shepard romance. (laughs) Hot. (laughs) Oh, fucking steamy. I mean, Uh, either if you're a male or female Shepard, I mean, in both cases, I don't look at, or at least if I'm role-playing my character, I don't look at hack it as like mm, what a hottie i want to hook up with him you know uh, yeah eh. yeah every time he you know message coming in i just my the hair is on the back of my neck raised up yeah it's, it's all business it's all business with him <laughs> there's no pleasure <laughs> yeah it's like 50 shades of Hackett, right um ew <laughs> <laughs> oh god no um so that wasn't my intention and uh but i guess we can work it in at some point i don't know i guess uh, I, re- you know I, real quick i think there probably are some people out there that are really into the grizzled old guy ultra serious thing because they feel like oh, i can crack that nut he's he's got the clint eastwood look yeah, yeah a bit of that yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, know it's not I'm my recoiling. thing i guess not my thing yeah, I'm, I'm recoiling at the notion uh, personally, but we'll, we'll try. We'll try to get there. Um, but no, no. What, what I was going to say uh, about Hackett and his oddly close working relationship, working relationship with Shepard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a bit odd how close 
Hackett works with Shepard considering how they're not really in the same command structure. I mean, the 63rd scout flotilla, which is what the Normandy is part of that does fall under the fifth fleet. Right. Um, but it's not like w- with Shepard being a specter, it's not like Hackett's his boss per se. Right. Yeah. Or her boss or their boss. Their, their boss. Um, sure. While I'd be willing to say that Hackett is just using Shepard to get errands done for him, it seems like Hackett cares more about Shepard than that, um, than just, you know, having an errand, uh, errand specter. Um, yeah. Or somebody who's easy to bring in that's going to solve the problem. Somebody, you know how it is in any business. The command structure of the business is secondary to when you learn the personalities and who to go to for what right like yeah it's not like you stick to that command structure all the time you're like oh this guy in accounting is the one to go to because he's going to get my you know request done faster or whatever um you kind of learn that and maybe there's a little bit of that going on but i see you seem to be saying there's a little bit more beyond that yeah definitely um because if that were the case you know uh hackett had multiple opportunities to leave shepherd out to dry uh if it was just that Shepard was a errand specter, um, <laughs> my errand specter, right? Uh, this is my errand specter. If that was the case, I am know, Aaron, errand specter, uh, your errand specter, Aaron, <laughs> a Aaron, the yeah. a Aaron specter, Aaron, 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 E R I N A A R O N. That's the first and last name. Your Aaron specter, Aaron, the Aaron specter. Um, I'm going to inspect your air. <laughs> your Aaron, Aaron, your Aaron inspector here to inspect your air. Perhaps with that first theory we were talking about, Hackett wants to be in Spectre, Aaron. Oh God, maybe <laughs> potentially. Uh, no, we're going to backpedal away from that one as fast as we can. And uh, because I, I was going somewhere with that point. Um, if 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 Hackett really didn't care Hackett about, Hackett was coming from somewhere also. Oh no, no! <laughs> you were going. So he's coming. Oh man, no! Entendres. <laughs> All right, moving on. If if Hackett didn't uh, care for Shepard very much, then there were opportunities for Hackett to leave them out to dry. Shepard comes back from the dead, right? And is seemingly working with the elusive man, E.G. Cerberus, uh, who, as far as the Alliance knows, at this point is really nothing but a terrorist organization who was siphoning Alliance funds. That's as far as Hackett and the Alliance would know. Um, Mm -hmm. And they would think, well, this is also the terrorist organization that was experimenting on some of our soldiers and had killed an admiral, Admiral Kahoku. So this is like not a good crowd to run with. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can see that he would have some issues with that. Right. <laughs> and then to hear that your specter and your golden poster child for, you know, what humanity's military should aspire to be mm-hmm. comes back and is working with Cerberus now, like, holy crap. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. A side note real quick. And I know I've done a lot of side notes already, so I'll try to try to limit this. I did share a post on Twitter earlier of the elusive man, um, like the little uh, model that you can buy. It's really high quality. It looks amazing. But then I also noticed for the first time, I actually paid attention to the chair he's sitting in. Do you know what the chair is that he's sitting in? When he's in front of the big window with the space stuff in the background, the bright lights and stuff. And he's sitting in his chair. He's always he's always kind of reclined and got a you know, cigarette or whatever. Um, yeah. That is the most uncomfortable looking chair. You would think with somebody with as much money and influence as him, you get a more comfy chair. You just look, that thing just looks terrible. Yeah, it does not look ergonomic whatsoever. Not at all. Anyway, that's my side note, but go on. <laughs> no, I noticed that. It's, it's, I think they put him in a very pragmatic chair for a reason. Um, right. It was like a reflection of his personality, right? Right. Uh, right. But he, he sits in it a lot but it's such a contrast because he's, he's got the, you know, the expensive looking uh, glass of, of bourbon uh, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. scotch. I forget which one it was that he drinks. Um, and then he's got the uh, cigarette um, and he's got a very nice pristine suit. Yes. And um, then he's in a very rigid looking chair that nobody would ever want to sit in for more than five minutes. Right. Maybe because he's a rigid person. Maybe he's just got um, a hard ass. He is a hard ass. Well, there you go. That's the, that's the solution. You are right what there. you sit in. You are. That's that's what we know. What am I? I don't. I'm like. I've got one of those like mesh seats. 
I'm I'm a uh, I'm a mesh. I'm a <laughs> I'm a, a mid tier quality gaming chair is what I am. Uh, cool. That's <laughs> all right. Very, very we, cool. We we drove um, this off the side of the cliff enough. Let's uh let's go back to <laughs> what, right. what we were talking about. So Hackett um H- Hackett would basically just see that this is uh, not a very good scenario, and uh, why would we're learning that Hackett cares more about Shepard because if if Shepard was just the Aaron specter uh then why would hackett put up with this why would hackett put up with with shepherd coming back from the dead and being uh, you know working with the terrorist organization that killed an admiral experimented on soldiers siphoned alliance funds it just doesn't make sense right you would really have to care about someone see yeah you're saying that he kind of gives him the benefit of the doubt he gives them second third chances He's he's he seems to be a little bit more patient with Shepard than he would be with anybody else that he works with, being as he's such a just get things done kind of guy. Well, it goes one step further than that, I think. Um, we also know from the conversation that Hackett gives us in Mass Effect 3 that he never trusted or liked the Elusive Man or Cerberus, mm-hmm. even before the events of Mass Effect 1. So given the email correspondence that we find in the Shadow Brokers dossier file for Hackett, we can assume that Hackett was protecting Shepard for more than just to preserve you know, an errand or poster child. Yeah. Uh, here's that email that I was talking about. Uh, what voice? Who's this by? This is from Major Caleb Antonella okay. to Admiral Stephen Hack. What what does Major K- Caleb sound like? I'm imagining just, you know, like a no-nonsense intel guy. I think Caleb, everybody I've known with the name Caleb is from the South. It's a very <laughs> Southern, it's like kind of a biblical name. Like, so like a Southern gentleman? Is that, there, yeah, sure. Is, yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Why not? Southern gentleman? Yeah. You want to you want to go the give this uh, email this dramatic email <laughs> I was, reading I was a try hoping you the, would the southern gentleman <laughs> you were yeah do you want to do it I'm I'm good on the southern gentleman but I, I trust in your capabilities <laughs> Sarah <laughs> all right I need to blow this up a little bit this is small on my screen yeah. oh crap yeah, I stretched small. it out I made it look super dumb um oh man yeah it's like tabbed over I don't know that I can actually oh god i'm destroying this i think i just deleted it okay it's back <laughs> i don't know um i don't know can you, you why don't you go ahead and read it yeah i can i can go ahead and stretch it out messing uh, it up. yeah yeah one second <laughs> this our we use google docs for our show notes see it like goes off the side and we you have to like unjustify it with the page probably yeah uh so you where just, like, is... slide it over yeah we don't know we don't this is uh no image options text wrap image uh, options text wrap here we go behind we stand go. in front of oh well here this will be moved in front over. of is fine i can see it now yeah there we go it's big enough to read okay <laughs> let's see if i can do his voice now here we go um so we've conf- <laughs> i can't i'm trying to channel kevin spacey which is a terrible reference uh in um what was that tv show um We've conf- we've confirmed sightings of I can't do it I can't do the voice I could do I can do Southern um sir we've confirmed sightings of Commander Shepard on Omega <laughs> this is like very syrupy and <laughs> that the commander is now working for the terrestrial or uh, sorry terrorist organization Cerberus several alliance officers have let it be known that they consider it crucial that we interrogate interrogate <laughs> humanity's first spectre and his or her apparent dissertation of the alliance in the citadel if we bring shepherd in now we can gather an account from the commander's past two years without being pressured by the galactic media to leak potentially sensitive data in light of this i'm officially requesting that you Rescind your orders against Alliance contact with Shepard. Rest assured, our department is dedicated to the commander's safety, provided that the Shepard 
the shepherd is i added the in is in cooperation cooperative in furnishing with a, a detailed report of his or her previous whereabouts and current work for Cerberus. we anticipate releasing him or her from alliance custody no later than five to seven months from acquisition respectfully awaiting your reply major antella <laughs> you guys like it they're getting and, a lot of responses in the live chat and so here's here's the reply from admiral hackett the reply is even better it's it's just major antonella request denied hackett <laughs> right yeah, no nonsense so yeah that sounds just like so, there, so there's the there's the reply uh basically the major wanted to go in and interrogate shepherd for you know however many months uh and hackett said nope yeah <laughs> it no, was just like no, no. respectfully mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hack it uh hack it out uh so the clear protocol here would be to allow alliance forces to bring shepherd in for interrogation but either Hackett knows something that no that they don't or Hackett personally trusts shepherd or he's really more cunning and patient than we thought and Hackett thinks it's best to monitor from afar without giving away their presence. That's another possibility. Yeah, that's true. He might be playing it kind of close to the chest, just being cautious. Right. Because if you, if you give away your hand too quickly with someone that you're monitoring, they may go shields up and you're not going to learn as much as you otherwise would have. Well, and somebody who, who is or was a specter and has a lot of, potential influence that you may not even be aware of might be harder to take on than you anticipate. So you're probably going to be a little bit careful if you are going to act against them or in ways that make them realize you're kind of onto them a little bit if they have something to hide, which he may not know he does or doesn't have, you know, definitely. Um, And, you know, regardless, I don't think Hackett would stick his neck out for just any Alliance officer in this way uh just to protect them from an internal affairs investigation no, that's that's you know, unlikely yeah at this point hackett's the the top of the alliance military you know what i mean hackett at this point is a politician right so absolutely yeah hackett's credibility is on the line here especially if internal affairs turns us around and says we need to investigate hackett right right which he could totally get called possible. on for not doing something in this situation totally possible totally possible that that Hackett could uh fall under the ire of internal affairs after something like this uh but that's not what happens and you know there's another reason why i say why i go on this this tirade about um what if uh you know there are these things that that happen where Hackett sticks his neck out for shepherd more than any person would for any normal co-worker Sure. Right. Um, You're saying, yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't add up. He's treating him differently than other people. Yeah. Shepard's getting special treatment and not just because Shepard's the main character. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, When Shepard destroys the Alpha Relay to delay the Reapers invasion and in the process kills an entire Batarian colony, Hackett asks what happened but is pretty quickly convinced by Shepard's account saying, well, you know, if it were up to me, I'd be giving you a goddamn medal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What? You know? Yeah. So there's a certain level of affinity and respect required, I think, to be able to so easily trust Shepard's narrative and excuse what seems to be a war crime of massive proportions that could lead to another war in the Scalian Verge. Right. But judging from their backgrounds, and I guess there's a few different options with that, um, it would it seems like it would make sense why Hackett would side with Shepard like uh, uh, and this kind of connects to this. I've had this happen with people who are in, I don't know, superior positions to me or whatever, that they just have a sense of like, you're my guy. You do things the way I would do them. And so I'm going to give you a little bit of the, you know, whatever. I'm going to side with you a little bit for this. I just kind of feel like we've got that connection. I don't know. Right giving someone autonomy because they have that credibility right like if i were in your shoes i probably would have made that decision too i get you we've got kind of this thing going where we just get each other because we i can tell we're the same type of person you know 
there is that potential too but that like that requires a certain level of years of rapport right maybe but sometimes it doesn't sometimes sometimes that comes faster but I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it, that kind of comment makes me lean more towards that as an option. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to just give him the, you know, a pass on everything at the same time. Yeah. Right. Like, you, right. You still aren't going to throw your own job out of the, out the window by just saying, like, nah, I totally trust this guy. Even though I don't know him very well. Yeah. Hackett didn't go from enlisted personnel to top of the military by by being a patsy you know right. by being a fall guy um, by, by making un like justified decisions <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah judging from their backgrounds i think it would make sense why hackett might side with shepherd especially if you chose the earthborn or colonist background for your shepherd mm-hmm. if you did that then your shepherd has started from dire straits and has made a name for themselves uh, surviving some seriously, seriously dark times. So that sets the stage for some shared experiences and empathy right there. Um, because as we covered last week, uh, Hackett lost his mother in, uh, 21, I forget the year, uh, but Hackett was 12 years old right. during a pandemic, lost his mother, uh, seriously traumatic times from, from the get go. And that was his only parent. So then Hackett is orphaned at a very young age and then um, goes into military service six years after the fact. Uh, So some shared trauma right there. And I think people relate to other people who have gone through the same kind of really traumatic events. There's a bond that's formed. Yeah. Uh, Even if you weren't there at the same time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Just because I think when you go through really hard things, it isolates you from the general populace. Like, if you if you went through a horrific car accident and you broke your neck and you recovered you are part of a very small percentage of the populace that has endured that that has had to go through that pain that has then uh, recovered from that and so when you meet someone else that that you know maybe has gone through that there's a certain wavelength that you will be able to identify on that that, that everyone else can't right and uh, it's, it's, it's bringing back to this, uh, feeling of maybe belonging. I think I'm not quite sure, but you similar, get alienated. Similar backgrounds and, and shared trauma definitely bring people together. Yeah. You get, you get alienated from by trauma. You get alienated from the general populace who has not gone through that trauma. Mm-hmm. And then when you meet someone who has gone through the same thing, um, I think there's a certain level of, you know, uh, you know, we're the same. We understand each uh, other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in Mass Effect 1, Hackett shows remarkable trust in Shepard's judgment when Sovereign attacks the Citadel. Um, and I'm saying this because the, the reason why it's up to Shepard, whether humanity saves the council or holds the fleets back to focus on Sovereign, uh, the only reason why that is Shepard's choice is because Hackett gives it up. Hackett mm-hmm. gave them that choice. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's a game that's, you know, so this is fourth wall breaking, um, but then they're going to give that player that choice, right? right. You're going to give the player the choice. Right. You would expect that to become the player's choice at some point anyway, but this is their justification of why it happened. Right. But if we're talking within the bounds of the narrative, then yeah, it was not Shepard's authority to make that call. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been Hackett's. Uh, after this battle, though, Hackett is promoted to his top admiral role at the top of the Alliance military. So there's an argument to be made there that Hackett trusted Shepard to make the right call with the boots on the ground kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I can see that oftentimes in positions of leadership, you want to rely on other people around you who have more experience in specific types of things. And by the end of Mass Effect 1, who has greater experience with what just happened than Shepard? Right. Uh, I also think that Hackett's background as an enlisted personnel has something to do with this because from what I've gathered, having been having worked around uh, service members, having worked around the military for so long, the people who were prior enlisted and then went on to be officers, they understand what the what the the value they intrinsically understand the value of the perspective of the boots on the ground, yeah. the people who are there, right. the people, the enlisted folk, right. um, and 
I think they make better officers, honestly, from what I've seen. Um, and Hackett is one of these people and Hackett, um, Hackett understands the value of the boots on the ground and Shepard is the, the grounds eye view of what's going on. So, so Hackett on relinquishes that call to Shepard in a remarkable, remarkable way. And Shepard makes the call, whatever you choose, Shepard makes that call. And the, the outcome of that call leads Hackett to being promoted to the top of the military. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting point. The same thing happens in business, you know, uh, managers who have done the roles below, below them, below them, quote unquote, um, and understand what that actually takes to do are better managers because they respect the gr- boots on the ground perspective rather than management who's just kind of ended up in roles and they don't really understand what it's like to be doing the groundwork level stuff. Um, but yeah, I, t- I totally get that. Well, what do you say we take a mid break? And I know you've got more, more details here because I feel like this is going somewhere. So uh, we'll go thank our patrons and we'll be right back. I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love Marvel Comics. Growing up, I collected comics and the trading cards, and I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie they've made so far. So if you're into Marvel like I am, go check out Marvel Strike Force. This is a mobile squad RPG. You can collect and unlock all the different heroes. You fight against supervillains. There's a campaign. There's a blitz mode. There's an arena. There's a constantly evolving meta. And right now they're celebrating the Deadpool anniversary event. This is a mission from Strike, where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, an anniversary diamond orb, gear, a bunch of other items. It is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out. Click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, MAXPOOL. Don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Message coming in. Patching it through. I am sovereign, and this station is mine. I like the sound of that. All right, here we are in the middle of the show. This is where we get to thank our patrons for being so freaking awesome. You guys are you guys are insane. Uh, we have uh, I see four new patrons. I know uh, you, you counted five, but I see four right now um, that we need to call out for signing up. Uh, Whittier Frog, Kira C, Kolka Shins, and Cyclops 88. Thank you for, for joining us. And this includes two of you who are now tier five shepherd level patrons who get calls out every week. And we're just going to go down the list here. Kolka Shins is now on that list. Captain Shanko, Kira C, Larry, Lieutenant Tosina, Ticino, uh, Pipeman Studios, and William. Thank you for being here and supporting us every every week and for being our top t- or top tier, tier five. We don't have a tier six patron yet, but maybe one day that'll happen. 
tier five uh, shepherd patrons. That brings us up to a total of 52 current patrons. And um, we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. If this show is helping you get through your workday, it's helping you enjoy the games more. It's helping you do your workouts and just drive to work or anything at all. Then We'd love it if you go to patreon.com slash Mass Effect Lorecast. Check out the different tiers. Maybe you want ad-free episodes. Maybe you want a t-shirt. Now, the t-shirts are pretty freaking cool looking. Everybody wears them whenever we do our, our patron chats. And um, Captain Lyle in chat says, I got my t-shirt the other day. Well, thank you, Captain Lyle. That's awesome. That's I love seeing pictures when people get them and get to show them off because I don't have one. But uh, thank you to everybody. Also, uh, we would do reviews, but we're going to save that for the second episode this week. So stay tuned for that in a little bit. Any other any other words or thoughts, Sam? Uh, you know, I think I, I'll save mine for the next one when we talk about the reviews. All right. Sounds good. Let's get back to the rest of the show. Spit it out. Or are you trying to build suspense? You're so dense, sir. Obviously, I do not know as much about human relationships as I thought. So we were talking and uh, you're painting this picture that Hackett identifies with Shepard on kind of a closer and a closer, more interesting way than just the average enlisted person yeah yeah and i I think so um there's more to the similarities between them than just what we've mentioned hackett is also tasked with some of the hardest choices from the reaper war not just shepherd shepherd's not the only one making tough calls um we learn from hackett that after the reapers blitzkrieg arcturus station and they catch humanity by total surprise he makes the impossibly tough call to sacrifice the second fleet to allow the third fleet and the fifth fleet to escape i mean imagine sacrificing an entire fleet yeah to allowing two yeah. To, to get out of there. Well, it, it may have been one of those situations where it was either lose some or lose all. So you're going to lose some so that you can keep others safe. And definitely that's never an easy call. I mean, okay, okay second fleet, you're up. You guys are going to have to take this one for the rest of us to survive. Like that's, it that was such hard. A, it was such a grand scale that Hackett tells us this meant that he presided over the worst military defeat in human history. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, nominally, that's certainly true. And it seems to weigh on him. Nevertheless, he doesn't really let it stand in the way of what needs to be done though. Um, after his decorated career, I'd venture, I'd venture to guess that this isn't the first tough call he's had to make. Uh, and he's watched as Shepard has made some really tough, really tough choices that are similarly devastating to their psyche. Uh, Hackett has the empathy for the burden of command, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know a better way to put that beyond, you know, command has its own responsibility and has its own perks. Um, but at the end of the day, those people's lives are on your hands. Yeah. Every time you make a decision and somebody else's life is has to be sacrificed that's going to weigh on you and yeah i I totally get that yeah if you're a good person i guess if If, you're not a good person (laughs) if you're empathetic yeah if you're not a psychopath sure yeah which i don't think hackett or shepherd are psychopaths no no not at all um but if and that's interesting part right and we were talking about if you chose the earthborn or colonist backgrounds but if you chose the spacer background here's where things get really spicy right okay Okay. just bear with me here Uh, spicy spacers here we go for the spacer background both of your parents are lifelong service members right we know this shepherd spends most of their life aboard starships we also know this for the spacer background you also have contact with your mom hannah shepherd throughout the three games but we don't have any contact with dad Mm -hmm. at all right um, which which leads us to believe either he's 100% out of the picture for some reason or not alive anymore, but right. well, we don't really we have, know, right? There's no explanation. There's no explanation on what happened to dad. He could be dead. He could have been killed in action, or maybe he abandoned you. Maybe he's just a deadbeat and disappeared and never to be heard from again. Sure. Right. Right. So regardless, he's out of the picture. Maybe he abandoned uh, Shepard or maybe not. Um. Don't you think it's a little odd how Hackett takes the shepherd mm-hmm. right away? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hackett and Hannah Shepard did serve probably on some of the same ships at the same time. Okay. Hackett 
seems to have good tabs on Hannah Shepard too at all times. Uh, given basically what you learn about Hannah Shepard, if you're playing a spacer ship, as far as I know, Hackett also doesn't have a family. Hackett never mentions any wife or kids. Right. right. It feels like he's married to his job. And by Mass Effect 2, Hackett is 52 years old without a family or kids. Right. You're telling me that Hackett was celibate? Or or just noncommittal. Right. Right. (laughs) Right, Maybe maybe not celibate, maybe noncommittal. Even still, he'd have to have been... Uh, Hackett would have to have been Hannah's commanding officer at some point. Uh, meaning that there was probably some fraternization that could have occurred. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, you can see where I'm going with this. Yeah. If there was the fraternization that occurred, there's all the more reason to keep it hush hush. Right. Yeah, I mean, somebody in his position doesn't want to be called out for uh, getting a somebody underneath their command pregnant and then all of the, the details with that. So they might want to keep it hush hush or maybe they they did it knowingly, but they realized that they couldn't have a long term relationship. And so therefore they just decided to keep it quiet. You know, there, there could be a lot of reasons why you wouldn't right. want to reveal your personal life, especially as being such a high commanding kind of person with a, you know, uh, this is one of the other things I know from, from friends of mine that have been in the military, especially when you're an officer, you have to follow a certain code of morality and you yes. can get called out on that. If yes. you are doing things against that code, you can like, that can absolutely end your career. Yeah. Actions on becoming of an officer. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a real thing. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's a thing. Having uh, having a child out of wedlock with a subordinate of yours. Oh, my God. <laughs> even <laughs> if they wanted that, no-no. even if that was like some uh, something they both agreed on, you know, like she wanted to have a child. She wanted it to be his. But they both agreed that, like, listen, we're not going to do the whole marriage thing. We're not going to stay together forever, but I'll, I'll be there to support as best I can. You right. know, <laughs> like that could be a legitimate or illegitimate form of, you know. How that and goes. by the way, sure. That that doesn't mean that people who serve together never get married. That's not true. They sure. they do get married, but when they do get married, they tell their command about it, and then they they no longer work in the same sphere. Right. It has ramifications. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if they were working in the same sphere and they were aboard that starship for a long, you know, deployment, uh, and uh, who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So do you, yeah. so okay. What are your final thoughts on Hackett then? You want to kind of sum this all up? Sure. Uh, you know, there's some there's some doubt there about uh, Hackett perhaps being Shepard's dad, uh, and it would it would make a lot of sense, right? You know, um, it would make a lot of sense uh, given just how much Hackett cares, just how much Hackett keeps tabs, just how much Hackett does this, this, and this, and this, and the way that Hackett talks to Shepard. Um, but Gives like him the I benefit said, of the doubt. Yeah. Right. But like I said, both he and Shepard have gone through some trials by fire uh, and they came out the other side better for it. Uh, actually, Hackett, Anderson and Shepard have all became better leaders because of the hard shit they endured. And that's what Hackett sees in Shepard, I think. Uh, something that he says in Mass Effect 3, which just really encapsulates Hackett to a T, in my opinion, is uh, Shepard. Let me tell you something that I've learned the hard way. You can pay a soldier to fire a gun. You can pay him to charge and charge the enemy and take a hill, but you can't pay him to believe. Mm-hmm. That's that is so Hackett. You know, uh, Hackett is, of course, saying this in response to Shepard, who asks, why me? Why are you placing so much faith in me? Why am I leading this? Why am I the tip of the spear for the Reaper War? Right. Uh, and Shepman Hackett basically says, because your crew believes in you, you know, you, you brought people from across the galaxy and you made them believe enough to follow you through the gates of hell, uh, through that Omega four relay to certain death. Yeah. Uh, and you came out, you know, you survived it. Yeah. Uh, but, but people dropped what they were doing to just follow you into hell. Uh, a sign of a real leader. 
somebody right. who inspires others inspires you can't belief. Yeah. you can't pay people for that right you just can't right um so that is uh that is a really great line uh that hackett says and um you know beyond that uh hackett is rugged he's steadfast uh and he's unwavering he's really anything that you could remember hearing in a chevy commercial <laughs> <laughs> it's like an old chevy <laughs> he's rugged he's steadfast he's unwavering he'll get you there at 15 miles per gallon but he'll get you there he's chevy <laughs> he's heck um, gas prices right now that's not very appealing but okay no no but if, if hackett were a car he would totally be a chevy silverado absolutely yeah an old yeah. one with some rust around the edges but like definitely it keeps on running anyway yeah he's gone through hell and back somehow he's still going right right yeah good old uh, good old thing just always starts up i don't know i haven't haven't given any maintenance in years but it still works i'm gonna start calling hack it rust bucket rust, good old rust bucket hack it <laughs> yeah i feel like that would be his nickname in the military rust bucket yeah like old yeah. rust bucket old rust bucket yeah he's pragmatic though and he's patient uh but he's firm even though he's patient he's firm in his moral compass uh, and it seems he's got this gentleness about him that it's like, like, I don't have kids, but if I did, I feel good about leaving my children with him. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right? like yeah. he's rugged yeah. and he's got that grizzled veteran look, but he's responsible and uh -huh. he's like, he's got that gentleness that he's like, he's kind of a teddy bear. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's in, inside them. Yeah. I bet he'd be an amazing grandpa you know oh totally totally he's also the first one who's going to teach you to shoot a gun definitely <laughs> yeah absolutely and teach you how to kill someone with like your pinky finger or something right 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 yeah well this is this is how you flay a fish kid here's a knife whoa, whoa that's the biggest knife i've ever seen grandpa i'm only seven doesn't matter it's time to time to flay a fish here we go we caught now it time you learn we caught it we killed it we got to prepare let's do this yeah and here's how you fillet a turian <laughs> by the way learned this one in the wait, first contact we war eat, we eat turians oh man uh i bet he he probably wasn't above it during the first contact war I bet they taste like chicken yeah yeah he apparently did some really impressive shit during the first contact war too so who knows who knows maybe he did eat a turian maybe really uh, tough chicken but still chicken He's a grandpa who can devise a million ways to kill you and exit the room unscathed if he wanted. <laughs> he's just John Wick. He's John Wick grandpa version. Yeah, he's grandpa That's, John Wick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, while we're on the topic of his personality, uh, I think this clip of Hackett's when he delivers the final speech to the fleets in Mass Effect 3, I think it says more about him than we could ever say. So uh, we got this clip and we're going to play it. Um, oh, let's do in the ad here. Let me get through the ad real quick. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Stupid um, YouTube with your ads. Basically it, it, to paint a picture for people, this is when Hackett boards the Normandy in Mass Effect three. And so this is the first time that we see Hackett in person. I think uh, actually, you know, no, it's not. Um, it's the second time we see Hackett in person. First time. If you did not play the arrival DLC, uh, ah. but this is the second time. All right, here we go. We're pulling it up. So there's a lot of weight. Commander? Admiral? Are you ready to bring the might of the galaxy to bear on the Reapers? Yes, sir. Then let's make sure the fleets are ready. All fleets reporting in, sir. Never before have so many come together from all quarters of the galaxy. But never before have we faced an enemy such as this. The Reapers will show us no mercy. We must give them no quarter. They will terrorize our populations. We must stand fast in the face of that terror. They will advance until our last city falls. But we will not fall. Each of us will be defined by our actions in the coming battle. Stand fast. Stand strong. Stand together. 
Hack it out. Hack it out. It was so beautiful. Hack it out. It was so beautiful. That's a fucking Chevy commercial oh, and a half. Man. Have I ever heard one right? Like a rock. <laughs> yeah, Bob Seger. They're, they're, I, I got that joke from We're chat. Just I have to give chat going credit for that. against the yeah, wind. Yeah, <laughs> Presidente Queso and uh, Captain Lyle. <laughs> Bob Seger in the background. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that yeah. was yeah. And you know, not only did that encapsulate the the whole rugged and tough Chevy commercial thing that I've been joking about, but it also is reminiscent of some of those old Star Trek uh episodes i think right the ones that mm-hmm. are like you know we're all in this together it's about all of us that yeah kind of- yeah yeah there was a lot uh yeah absolutely about bringing the crew together and the crew together is greater than the sum of all its parts and all of that yeah yeah 100 percent. you know none of us is better than any of us but all of us are stronger together mm-hmm. um and considering how much hackett has been through and he still doesn't become pro-human or bitter or xenophobic this speech says so much more about him than it does about anyone else. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, for all intents and purposes, humanity is staring down the barrel of a gun at its doom. Yeah. The biggest gun has ever freaking seen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. At the Reapers. Right. And it's like, you know, the ending of all we've ever known and all everyone else has ever known right. in the galaxy right. is facing us. And this dude has some brass fucking balls <laughs> yeah. and he's like, we're going to take the fight to the Reapers. We're not going to give them any quarter. We're not going to give them any quarter. Not right. that they would give us any quarter. Right. We're not going to give them any quarter. Right. We're going on the offensive here. Right. Yeah. And we're going to knock their fucking lights out. Basically <laughs> that's what Hackett says. Yeah. Uh, so the rally, the troop speech is, is really awesome. Um, and it was an amazing moment for Hackett to take center stage in this, uh, in this game series. Um, Hackett's been given a lot of power over the course of his career, but I think it's evident he never set out to gain power. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly who you want in charge. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I feel like, I feel like we're wrapping this episode up. I would love some of you guys to let us know about your, uh, what they think about this dad Hackett theory. So, you know, let us know on the discord, chime in, tell us your thoughts. But you also said something about, um, addressing a romance with Hackett. (laughs) So is, are we doing something about that too? Yeah. Yeah. I did say that. Um, and it's something that just came to my attention recently, but that's like, it's like its whole own topic of discussion that maybe mm-hmm. we should save for the next episode this week. All right. So you heard it. You heard it here. Second episode this week is romancing Hackett question mark. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. If you are in the live stream, we'll be doing that directly after this because we, we do both episodes together. If you are listening on audio, it'll be out later this week. So stay tuned for that. Um, Sam, this has been a fun episode. I have a feeling a lot of people are going to like this idea. There's not a, there's not a ton of proof, but there's a lot of circumstantial evidence. We'll say. Yeah. There's enough that if you want it to be true for your head cannon, I think you can make it true. Yeah. Yeah. Dad kit. Switch in bed. That's I got to reference this as well. That came from Admiral Dadkit. Yeah, Admiral Dadkit. All right, dude. What, what do you have go, going on that you want to share before we head out? Um, well, it's really exciting about my streams. I always mention them, but really exciting. I just upgraded the quality of the streams a lot. So oh. I installed a new series of themes. It's all very space related. I it's saw very- your end screen, too. It looks beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. And the music oh. uh, is custom made. Uh, for my wow. stream, the music, the music, and we mentioned him earlier, pipe man, uh, uh, our shepherd tier patron. And he's been one for quite some time now. I think he's probably about to get his, um, final shirt of the series. Is that coming uh, already? I think it is. I mean, I, I, think- I know I have to get the new designs up for next year's series of shirts by like September. Actually, no, Which, you're right. I think he's the getting third the third shirt. In his shirt. Okay. So, Cause the fourth one will be this summer uh anyway um, summer yeah anyway pipe man is you know he was also on the music of mass fact episode Mm -hmm. with us and he uh he i contacted him and i said hey can i pay you and commission some music for my stream yeah uh 
And then we worked together and he was like, yeah, yeah, this is awesome. And so he That's made great. a, um, you know, a starting soon uh, song an ending song and, a, and a intermission song. They're all mass effect related. They're all mass effect themed and inspired. The first one is, is, is about like, you know, the shepherd uh, scene when shepherd is being inducted into the specters. So mm-hmm. we took a lot of inspiration from that scene. And then he took a lot of inspiration for the leaving the, the ending soon song from leaving earth. Mm-hmm. that that iconic song from the beginning of mass effect three uh and then he took a lot of inspiration by my direction for the intermission song from the mass effect elevator music nice and the, yeah. nice so it's like this Perfect. awful bossa nova that yeah. he said was a total <laughs> bastardization <laughs> of all of his work <laughs> yeah yeah that's the girl from ipanema by the way 12 12 alliance soldiers died in the skillion verge today yeah yeah right <laughs> yeah the, the, the newscast during the elevators um but yeah th- those are all my, my stream has been completely revitalized and uh, I also bought some new sub badges today that are Mass Effect themed. So if you'd like to check those out, uh, my long way of me uh, plugging my stream, but come see my streams at in seven, the legend on Twitch and same handle on Twitter. Yeah, go check it out. Go check out his stream. Um, you can follow me on my streams whenever I get a chance to stream. I'll, I'll stream some games and things just kind of at a random schedule. Sam is so much better at keeping to a regular schedule than I am, uh, other than the shows, which also show up on the Robots Radio channels on Twitch and YouTube and Facebook. Um, I multi-stream across all of those. And uh, that's, I mean, I've got the rest of my shows going on. If you're looking for more podcasts that I do, I do a bunch of lore casts. Lord of the Rings is the newest one, but also Fallout and Elder Scrolls and the witcher and then there's lots of other shows over at robotsradio.net so if you're looking for new shows about video games and the kinds of things that people in our community really like we've got them for you head over to robotsradio.net check them all out but that's it for this week if you're in chat stay tuned don't go anywhere we're going to roll right into the next episode and if you are listening to this on a device and you're not live with us we'll be back in a few days with romancing Hackett. so stay tuned for that thanks for being here everybody stay safe and we'll see you next time later Thanks for tuning in to the Mass Effect Lorecast. We'd love to hear your opinion and thoughts on the lore of Mass Effect. Reach out to us on Twitter at Mass Effect Cast or check out the Robots Radio Discord. Also, you can send us an email at MassEffectLorecast at gmail.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.